Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante, along with Thomas Frank Carr. T. Frank, today we're going to hit on a topic that's it's completely new. We're going to talk about the offensive line in the running game, <laughs> something we've never talked about before. What yeah. do you think? Well, it's certainly something we didn't talk about on Monday when we talked about the Penn State offensive line and James Franklin giving the two deep of the depth chart and people going, yee, <laughs> looking at how thin it is. So, yeah, it should be fun tying into everything we just uh, spent uh, all of the first day of spring practice talking about. Well, last week you and I had some discussion about this, and I've talked to everybody that I talked to about Penn State football about the running game and what went wrong last year. And the only consistent thing was the answer I got was, well, everybody's to blame, which isn't much of an answer. (laughs) So with you, we're going to go a little further in depth. If we're going to blame everybody... Let's take a look at each part of the running game right. and see if we could pinpoint what's going on. Now, a week ago, I had uh, Coach Caduti on where we took a look at the offensive line and where some of the issues were. Um, candidly, he called these easily fixable. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as convinced as he was about how easily these issues can be fixed. Right. Let's start with the offensive line itself and how it performed last year. And you tell me, what were the issues? Because you studied the film. What were the issues and how easily can they be fixed? So the first thing is I just wanted to say Coach Caduti is, is a coach. He's a football coach. So he is in the mind of um, fixing issues to put it plainly. So, uh, you know, I just as, as somebody who is an evaluator of of, you know, the scheme and also the player talent, I guess I come at it from a little bit of a different perspective of considering who's doing that blocking and he's considering how they're blocking and how he would fix it and they are uh yes, they are easily fixable problems when it comes to uh on on the video he did for uh on YouTube, it was get your head over here, get your get your hands on this side of the of the player. So let me just give an example, and and I I always hate calling out individual players, but Mike Miranda has short arms. He's also not a particularly strong football player. So does he have the quickness and the strength to get to the other side of the football player? That's my question when we talk about. Can he reach block or can he do these things against a nose tackle? And then it's like uh, maintain your block throughout the play is is another consistent issue for Penn State um, where the guys inside last year all were about 305 pounds. That's not small, but when you're consistently facing nose tackles, especially what Penn State had last season where teams were using a defense designed to stop the inside zone. That's the evolution of defense as they're playing a new style with nose tackles and squishing the interior to try and gum up those run lanes and confuse your blocking assignments. So when you have a 309-pound right guard and a 309-pound center who, you know, is... Do you have enough beef up front to move those guys? 
and to maintain those blocks. And that is just, I guess, my assertion of Penn State's problems last year. Yeah, there some of those things are easily fixable if you've got the talent to correct it. Uh, one of the things he did point out is uh, one of the problems that Penn State had on their zone blocking scheme is just getting cutoff blocks on the backside of runs. Again, we come back we come back to the physical talent of the right tackle and the left tackle. I think Rashid Walker proved last year that he had not taken a step forward, and and that's one of the areas I agree with what uh, Coach Kuduti said is like if you one one of his quotes from the video was if you're going to be a power five left tackle, you should be able to cut off a four eye inside defensive end. I agree with that. I agree. I agree, and that's where like I agree also with the assessment of Rashid Walker, and that was kind of in specific in the weeds when you're talking about Rashid Walker had a bit of a disappointing year. He's missing blocks he should make, and that's one of the examples of cut, cut off on inside zone on the backside or or uh, on outside zone where they struggled to do this last season. So that's kind of a a baseline overview of kind of how I viewed Penn State football last season is they were not able to execute the blocks necessary to run their schemes consistently. And that was something that I, you know, it happened every single game. So at what point is it, it's a correctable thing and now it's a thing you're living with this season? In watching the video, I believe it's a case where the mistakes now and having them pointed out to me they appear to be easily identifiable. Yes. My question is about how easily fixed. And again, in the video, we were picking out a few cherry-picking videos. Right. I mean, there's, you know, 80, 90 plays on offense every game, over 12 games. We're talking about a lot of plays. Right. Picking out two, three, four to highlight. But the consistency of it, T. Frank, was the interior line was doing combo blocks yeah. where two of them were blocking one defensive lineman and then one of the two would extend to the second layer to, say, get to a linebacker. Yes. As a layperson watching games, what I saw oftentimes was two offensive linemen blocking one defender and another defender coming in free. Yeah. This one looks like what we're talking about is a mental or a communication error between those two players. Yes. That yes. Correct. Um, so there's a couple layers to that. And the first thing I, I want to say, too, is, and I'm just going to make this plain as possible, I really respect what Coach Caduti does and, and his knowledge of the game. And, and on a lot of this stuff, I would defer to him as, you know, we talked about this as an actual football coach. He is more into the specifics of how to execute these blocks uh, and knows more about how to get players to do these things. Um, but it comes down to me on two levels that yes, there are mental mistakes. That is absolutely true. There, there were a lot of mental mistakes last year for Penn State football across the board. Every single offensive lineman was making mental mistakes. Um, but some of those mistakes were trust-based to me. Um, and it, it comes down to this. In inside zone blocking, and we'll go back to his, because that's Penn State's bread and butter. That's what they want to be. They want to be an outside zone team, at least with Mike Yersich, is, is what they would like to incorporate. But they just did not have the, the players to run it, and it was not working last season. So they went away from it for the most part. 
So let's focus on Inside Zone. It is about what you pointed out, combo blocks of I'm going to block this guy and that's called a help block or a double team depending on where the guy is. The goal is always to, on the front side of the play, and this is all very visual so this is hard to describe with words, the front side of the play is where the ball is going. You want to steal a gap on the defense. Make sure that they're, one of their guys is out of gap because you have taken an offensive lineman and flipped him in front of that guy. To do that, you either use a double team on the inside or what's called a help block where it's not a full double team, but the guy in front of where you're trying to reach, he gives a, a just a shove or a, a delayed elbow or something like that before he gets to the second level. So what happens when that guy doesn't trust that the reach block is coming? Because consistently it didn't. Or consistently they can't hold that block. And again, this comes back to the nose tackle conversation of I'm supposed to root out the nose tackle first. Get him to a certain side of the center or get him to a, get the, the reach block by the guard and then get the next player up to the second level. If you don't trust that your teammate is going to get to that block, you're not going to get to your assignment on time. So it's it's a two-layered problem because it is a two-layered block. You have your first assignment, which is get the double teams. And Penn State couldn't get the double teams last season. So the emphasis was get the double teams. And a lot of linebackers went free. Uh, and the, the second part of the, the linebackers going free, again, is this advancement in defending zone blocking that, and James Franklin talked about this in the first game of the season, Wisconsin wasn't waiting around for them. They didn't care about the RPO. They were attacking downhill and not waiting for the double team to split and the linemen to get to the second level. They just blitzed with their 260-pound linebackers. So a run blitz is when you're going to your gap irrespective of what the play is. You don't care if it's run pass. You're just going to fire downhill, and you're either going to get pressure on the quarterback with a free run, or you're going to gum up the run lanes. So there was a teams that were doing a lot of that last season. And Penn State athletically, again, going back to the base of can you do these things, when they couldn't focus on the double teams and they couldn't really get into them, they didn't then have the athleticism to adjust and get to the second level. So it's a multi-layered problem when teams are defending you a certain way. Um, and that's not across the board. Not everyone did it exactly the same way. But some of those are the major themes I saw watching all of Penn State's games last season. And and that's why it's kind of hard to say X, Y, or Z because I'm looking at a fundamental problem up front of, it, it, to be blunt, are they good enough? And and there were times they were, and there were more times, I think, that they were not. And that that was borne out by what happened on the field. And again, the coaches aren't going to say that their players aren't good enough. So you're never going to get Phil Troutwine and you're never going to get James Franklin throwing their players under the bus and saying, we just don't have the talent up front to do this. It's their job to believe in those guys and get the most out of them. I am free of those constraints. And I don't I, I, I truly don't ever want to uh, come across as disrespectful to any football player on the field because they, it's a very hard game and it is very hard to play offensive line. But when you're trying to make an affair evaluation, these are some of the things I see. Well, we saw the results, so there had to be a reason for it. And we had running backs who had no opportunities, no holes. Right. So, you know, it's not disrespecting the players to point out what's happening, T. Frank. Right. And we were talking about the interior 
with the combo blocks and the issues with that. The other part of Coach Caduti's video, and by the way, if you haven't seen it, go to ForTheBloggy.com or the For the Bloggy YouTube channel. He does an incredible job. Again, as a layperson, listening to him watching, I feel like I've learned so much, but it leads to more questions. The second part to this, T. Frank, was the um, the tackles, the guys at the end of the line. Yeah. Both Caden Wallace and Rasheed Walker seemed to have trouble. They had to cut off the backside, yep. the defensive end, who was lining up on their inside shoulder, which means you had to beat them to a spot as the tackle. Yes. And they seemed to struggle with that. Right, and, and that's another part of the... So there, there were two problems, the interior and the exterior. Now, we're, we're running short on time here, but this is a little bit more of an in-depth conversation we'll, about we'll, the tackles. We'll pick it up in the next quarter, so but But I'll, I'll just worry. I'll say this. Um, I have a different opinion of what Caden Wallace is capable of and what Rasheed Walker was capable of. And that comes back to, again, the type of defense that teams are running against you. They're lined up inside because they... That's the way to beat the zone. So you have to be better than that to beat them, and Penn State was not better than them in the defensive structure to do that last season. We'll pick this up in a minute. All right, let's take our break, and we will start right from there, T. Frank. Stick with us. This is Jim from Keystone Sports. You know, a lot has changed about State College, but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right. You can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com. So go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout. 